BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at bcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, we do thank you for joining us uh, for another critical program here on VCY America Crosstalk. Uh, friends, what we're going to share with you today is not pleasant. As a matter of fact, it's of great concern. And our purpose in sharing the information we're about to share is not to frighten, it is to inform. It is not to frighten, it is to inform. I want to underscore that. You see, the duty of a watchman is to blow the trumpet when there is danger. It's not the most pleasant position to be in, but it is necessary. There are significant concerns that are being expressed regarding the internal safety and security of our nation that is coming from the very highest levels of law enforcement, all the way down to our county sheriffs. Today, we're going to be listening in to a press conference conducted just last week by a county sheriff. Before we get to that, though, I want to share a few other audio clips with you just to set the, the stage here for us. The first was a grilling that was given, being given by Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin toward the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, regarding what is happening at the border. And, of course, the non-answer is coming from the Secretary. But let's listen first, so this will set the stage for where we're going with our program today. Senator Ron Johnson. Secretary Mayorkas, I've asked you this in the past. What numbers are represented here? How many people has this administration let in by encountering, processing, dispersing, or that have come in as a known or, or unknown Godaway? What, what, approximately. I don't need an exact number. So what do we got? Senator, let me, let me, let me I, say. I need numbers. I, again, don't feel about me. How many people has this administration led into the country? Let, let me say at the outset that uh, our job would be a lot easier if the broken immigration system was uh, No, Mr. Secretary, I want a, a number. How many people have you led into this country? I, I should also How, uh, Okay, let, I'll, I'll give you the number. It's about 6 million. About 1.7 million as known gotaways. Now, again, we don't know who these people are. We just know that they've come to this country and they're residing somewhere. Where are all these people residing? Where, where, where did the six million people go? Senator, you speak of encounters, and let me. Um, no, let me share would you, with you answer what? my questions? Where did these six million people go? Are you keeping track of them? To what extent do we have a handle on where these six million people Senator, are in America? Senator, as you well know, when an individual is indeed released, they are released into immigration enforcement proceedings and are subject to removal if they do not have a legal basis to remain in the United States. You're and not answering fact, the question. Where, where, are the, where do these people reside? We know we've got about 100,000 in New York, and New York Mayor Adams says it will destroy New York. That's, by the way, less than 2% of the 6 million people. So less than 2%, 100,000 is going to destroy New York. What's happening around the country? Secretary Mayor, because I just had to put my chart back up here to rebut a point you made repeatedly that it's our broken asylum system that has created this disaster at the border. The fact of the matter is, under the previous administration, we actually had brought illegal immigration down to 17,500 apprehensions and counters per month. Last month, we hit over 270,000. And that wasn't that was done under the previous administration with our same broken asylum system. The root cause of this disaster literally is President Biden and you. Director Ray, you said in your testimony uh, the threats, uh, they're not getting any easier to deal with. Uh, would having a secure border, would that make your job easier? Well, I, I, will, I will let Secretary America speak for border security, but I will tell you that the threats that we have to contend with that are attributed to the border, uh, cartel violence, distribution well, yeah, of fentanyl, et cetera, I have limited are time. The answer count. is yes. Your job would be a whole lot easier if you were not have to deal with over 70,000 special interest aliens coming from countries that are of concern to us. Your job would be a whole lot easier if, if this year we hadn't encountered, actually encountered, 169 people 
on the terror watch list. Another congressional testimony, Christopher Ray, director of the FBI. Let's hear another clip. We assess that the actions of Hamas and its allies will serve as an inspiration, the likes of which we haven't seen since ISIS launched its so-called caliphate several years ago. In just the past few weeks, multiple foreign terrorist organizations have called for attacks against Americans and the West. Al-Qaeda issued its most specific call to attack the United States in the last five years. ISIS urged its followers to target Jewish communities in the United States and Europe. Hezbollah has publicly expressed its support for Hamas and threatened to attack U.S. interests in the Middle East. And we've seen an increase in attacks on U.S. military bases overseas carried out by militia groups backed by Iran. Here in the United States, our most immediate concern is that violent extremists, individuals or small groups, will draw inspiration from the events in the Middle East to carry out attacks against Americans going about their daily lives. That includes not just homegrown violent extremists inspired by a foreign terrorist organization, but also domestic violent extremists targeting Jewish or Muslim communities. Okay, now, friends, again, I'm setting the stage for this press conference that was held last week by a county sheriff. We're going to listen to one more clip, though, of Christopher Ray. This is more current regarding the threats. China's multi-pronged assault on our national and economic security make it the defining threat of our generation. There has been far too little public focus on the fact that PRC hackers are targeting our critical infrastructure, our water treatment plants, our electrical grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines, our transportation systems, and the risk that poses to every American requires our attention now. China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure in preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens and communities if and when China decides the time has come to strike. To quantify what we're up against, the PRC has a bigger hacking program than that of every major nation combined. In fact, in fact, if you took every single one of the FBI's cyber agents and intelligence analysts and focused them exclusively on the China threat, China's hackers would still outnumber FBI cyber personnel by at least 50 to 1. I do not want those watching today to think we can't protect ourselves. But I do want the American people to know that we cannot afford to sleep on this danger. Friends, we cannot afford to sleep on this danger is what he said. Now to the concerning news conference of last week. There are over 3,000 sheriffs across our country. Just days ago, February 3rd through the 6th, the National Sheriffs Association had their winter conference held in Washington, D.C. And these sheriffs were briefed up by many individuals, including the head of the FBI, Christopher Wray. Topics included crime and national security, challenges like violent crimes, gangs, drugs, border crime, terrorism, and violent extremism. During each meeting, Director Ray expressed concern about the continuing increase in murder rates, the release and repeat of dangerous offenders from prison, and the rise in what was called radicalized juveniles inspired by violent, radical ideologies and extremist groups. Director Ray also detailed how transnational gangs are fueling violent crime across the country by finding ways to move their people, drugs, guns, and money into local communities, even the success of authorities in El Salvador, El Salvador where they have arrested nearly 60,000 gang members since last March and has forced more violent criminals to flee to the United States to avoid the crackdown. Folks, that should be alarming to you. Come to the United States in order to avoid the crackdown. The depth of collaboration underscores the importance and established partnerships like uh, uh, the various organizations, Director Ray said. And, and he also indicated, quote, we're working right beside you at really combat tempo to lead as much support as we can. Now, I don't know how many sheriffs will be acting on the information they obtained. 
However, at least one sheriff is taking that information very seriously. His name is Sheriff Richard Jones, elected as the 45th sheriff of Butler County, Ohio, in November of 2004. He took office in January of 2005 and has been serving in that capacity now for over 19 years. Prior to that, he had been involved in corrections or law enforcement since 1976. He knows from whence he speaks, folks. Last week, Sheriff Jones called a press conference in Butler County, Ohio. While local media has picked up on this, it sure has not been front and center on the national scene. And so today we want you to hear the warning and the actions that are being taken by Sheriff Richard Jones that he is taking in his county. You will hear this press conference in its entirety with the exception of a few expletives that came out during the press conference that we're not going to air. Right now, let's go to the, uh, to the uh, audio here to hear uh, Sheriff Richard Jones. My name is Rick Jones. I'm the Butler County Sheriff, Butler County, Ohio. Uh, I just came back from the National Sheriff's Training in uh, D.C. Uh, three days ago, two days ago. We were briefed by the FBI Director, Ray, the Director of the FBI, and several federal agencies. There's 3,300 sheriffs in the United States. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs of the 3,300. We have a hierarchy, we have a president, we have a vice president. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs. He also refuses to meet with the police chiefs of the United States. They have a hierarchy also. He refuses to meet with them to talk about border issues or talk about crime that's going on because of the border issue. We were also told by Mr. Ray, the FBI director, that there are more red flags going off now than before 9-11, okay? When I say red flags, meaning people that are here in this country that are wanting to do harm to us. We were also explained we're, in the, we're bombing two countries right now. Two countries. These people do not like us before this started. There's thousands of people here from other countries, 160 different countries. They're here not to be our friends. Some of them are coming because they're wanting to come here to the best country in the world, the way we see it. Some are coming here to do harm to us. And we were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. We were also told five sheriffs went to Israel five weeks after the attack. The only thing that saved the Israelis, the government, was the local police. We're going to just pause right there because we're just coming upon a break. But folks, that really sets the stage for where this is getting underway. And he's going to give a warning of the information that they heard and also share steps that he is going to be taking as a county sheriff to protect the individuals in his county. We'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and author at the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, can we see any other galaxies with the naked eye? Yes, we can, Chris. We can see a few stars that seem somewhat fuzzy. With telescopes, we see that these fuzzy stars are really galaxies, each containing billions of stars. And with super telescopes, we can see billions and billions of galaxies. The universe seems to have no end. And that's what we read in Scripture. Jeremiah mentioned that the host of heaven cannot be numbered. Yet scholars were certain there was only about 3,000 stars. Looks like the Bible was right and the scholars were wrong. I suspect that that's true even today. Those who claim it all happened by a big bang are wrong. It's a back to Genesis truth of creation which stands the test of science. To find out more about creation science, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org.
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. We're hearing a press conference given last week by Sheriff Richard Jones of Butler County, Ohio. Just coming back here from the Sheriff's Conference, uh, he said the President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs. He refuses to meet with the police chiefs. More red flags are going off now than, than before 9-11. People here from 160 different nations, not all here on good purposes, and they're being warned this is not a matter when, when there's going to be upheaval, not a matter of if, but a matter of when. Let's go back to this press conference. We were also told five sheriffs went to Israel five weeks after the attack. The only thing that saved the Israelis, the government, was the local police. They were outgunned, outmanned. They came over. The Palestinians did. They came over. They killed, raped. The sheriffs were there. They talked to the police. The local police are what saved that country. You can't just call, even in Israel, you can't just call the military up and they're going to be there, okay? They went house to house, raping, killing. The Israeli police, when our guys got there, the sheriffs, said they just don't hate us. They hate you guys equally. And the same people that trained them are the same people that train people to hate us. The FBI director said when 9-11 hit, there's more red flags now than them. So, and he said, these are people that want to kill us and do harm to us. Now, so you're wondering, I want everybody to know what I know. I can't tell you everything, but I want the public to know that we are in a terrible way right now. The United States, and I'm going to get to the local, the United States, we're on the defense. You can't be just defense and not have an offense. We have no offense. We're just defense. We're absorbing these attacks. We're in other countries. We're supplying them with weapons. We're supplying them with our, our, our treasure, our money, and we're not doing much back home. So, with that in mind, we were also told that they're going, this is from the federal government three days ago, they're going to attack our elections, which they've always done that, just not the national. They're going to go into the locals. They encouraged us to talk to our local election officials and be prepared as much as they can for cyber attacks. Even locally, you have to be prepared. We've been told that, again, they're coming here to do harm to us. And even in Ohio or in the United States, we're not going to be able to call and ask for help from the federal government. They're going to be busy. The military's not coming. The National Guard, when 9-11 hit, it was all the police and the fire. And they were in total, total organized chaos. The military had the scholars. And I don't want, somebody asked me, am I like Doomsday Jones? And I said, no, I'm not like Chicken Little. I want you to know what I know. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, that's okay. You can do what the Israeli citizens done. You can build a little safe house in your basement. And good luck. Uh, now, get to where we've been attacked here in Butler County. You're going to think, well, we've never been attacked. We have. The Russians attacked our system, our electronic system, our computer system. They hacked it. They also are trying to hack just not ours. And they, we were down for two months, just a paper. Hacked our dispatching, hacked everything. Now, was that to help us? No, it wasn't to help us. It was to hurt us and cause chaos. As we speak today, the Russians are still attacking our computer system, just like they're attacking most of yours, but I want the public to know this. The Chinese tried to attack our cyber system here in Butler County, which includes everything that we have, dispatching for police and fire five times a day. I'm going to repeat that. Five times a day. The Iranians are attacking our computer system and trying to hack it three times a day. I want to repeat that. Three times a day. Now, are they doing that to help us and be our friends? No, they're not. They're trying to disrupt everything that we do. And this next election coming up, they're trying to do the same. So, what we're doing here is we've got rifles in every police vehicle we have. We have what we call a go bag. We have extra magazines. 
and we're going to start training civilians. We've offered uh, classes to train civilians, and we're going to start training civilians on what to do when disasters hit and emergencies hit. Naturally, we can't train the whole country. We can't train the whole county. We put this up online yesterday. It's full. We can do like 30 people at a time. We're trying to get it, and the organization that is doing that is um, uh, Texas A&M. They're coming here. The federal government's paying for it. They're going to train 30 civilians on what to do when disaster hits. 30 out of 400,000 people is not much. So we're trying to get more classes. Don't want to cause fear. Don't want to cause panic. But I want the public to be aware that you are under attack. And when they're attacking, they're trying to get our cyber system. We have a grid system. Butler County does. The whole United States. Hell, our grid system goes out when it gets hot. So, and our grid system is from the 1960s. And they're trying to attack our phone system. The Chinese are flying over with their little balloons. That's not to help us and help us do some weather direction. And all we're doing is we're on the defense. We're absorbing this. And these other countries that are attacking us overseas, it's a lot of drone attacks. Getting to drones. You know the technology that local law enforcement has on drones? Zero. We can fly drones, and most police departments and sheriff's offices have drones. We can't detect drones. They look like a bird in the sky. We can't make the drones stop. We can't stop them. When you see football games on TV, the national football games, they call timeout to stop the drones. My grandkids have drones. Everybody has drones. We have no technology. The federal government doesn't share any of the drone technology with us. So what we're going to do is we're reaching out to the private industry, and we're going to see if we can get anything that can detect drones and how we can stop drones. Now, again, it's not to scare people. This is the truth. Everybody in this room, the news media, you guys get hacked. You try to get, they try to hack you. One of the local channels in Cincinnati was hacked. They were down to paper for several several weeks. Just paper. When we were hacked, we were down to paper. Our computer system, our dispatcher, all hacked. Again, that's being attacked by foreign countries. You wouldn't think that a foreign country would be attacking us. The public needs to know we're being attacked every day. Now, people that are here to do us harm, do we expect? I've been to the border three times. People are not just turning themselves in. They're actually called gotaways. And some of them are getting through with backpacks and packs. Now, are they bringing groceries with them? We don't think so. We believe the ones that don't want to get caught, there's a reason for that. We believe they're a good, strong possibility they're bringing something here to cause us harm. You have to believe that. China has safe houses in every state in the United States. Now, after I discuss that, I'm going to take questions. But there's three things I'm going to be asking the state of Ohio to do. On the offense, not just the defense. I've reached out to State Representative Sarah Crothers, and I've reached out to State Representative uh, Cindy Abrams, two state representatives, and I've asked them, I've instructed them, and you're going to receive a copy of it, that there's three things I'm asking the state to introduce legislation on. One is the northern border. You think that we don't have a border, but we do. We border Canada. So what happens is the um, uh, border security have been pulled, uh, a lot of them, a large portion of them, quite a few of them, to go to the southern border. So what happens when we do that? Drugs are coming back across more the northern border. People are coming across. Water and land. With that in mind, I want you to keep in mind, I'm asking that the there be legislation introduced and that the governor appoint a task force to do interdiction on people and drugs coming in across our waterways and our borders into the state of Ohio. Texas has done some of the similar. So the fentanyl has decreased by 40% from Texas and moved over to Arizona. So it's coming across. I was told five and eight pills that are coming across into this country have fentanyl on them, the illegal pills. China helps the Mexican government 
with the fentanyl that comes into our country. Again, they're trying to help us out. Uh, they're our friends. 5,000 people die a year in Ohio, fentanyl poison. 100,000 die a year in the United States. Our government is doing nothing to stop it. We're on the defense. Number one, that we have a border security task force. Number two, I'm asking that the two state representatives introduce legislation that will also uh, form a full-time, 24-hour-a-day uh, cyber security, not part-time. Every department has their own. We don't communicate with anybody. If we're going to be attacked, which we're getting every day, I assume everybody is. I'm asking that these two state reps introduce legislation, that we have one cyber security czar that's full-time, nonstop, 24 hours a day. They're attacking us all. Third, very important, I'm asking that legislation be introduced like in Texas, that if you're pulled over or stopped in the state of Ohio, that there be legislation, the law changed, that you can be charged with a state felony charge of being here illegally, and you can be arrested and charged. Those three things. Now, I come to you not to alarm you, but to arm you. I want you to know what's going on. None of this I've made up. This is being told to us, and the reason it's being told to us, because 9-11, they knew it was coming, and none of us knew. No communications with local law enforcement. We can't do anything with drones. We have drones, but we're going to, and we're gonna do everything we can to protect our community, to keep our life squads, our fire, our dispatching. If you've ever lost your phone or your battery goes dead, everybody freaks out. Imagine if you can't use your cell phone. Now, uh, again, there, getting into our cyber and that's what our country that you can't pump gas without electricity you can't pump water without electricity so they're doing this to us these are the three things that i'm going to ask these state representatives i've been in communication with them you can reach out to them they'll be waiting for the conversation and this is just the beginning and again i've instructed my it people to start looking at ways that we can detect drones and what we can do to stop drones. I don't know if there is any technology. Our government doesn't even have enough. Now, I will take questions at this point. Any questions you got? Yes. Okay, good spot for us to uh, break into this press conference here. Again, you're listening to a press conference held last week by Sheriff Richard Jones of B Butler County, Ohio. Now, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and we're going to hear... Uh, some of the questions that were being asked uh, of the sheriff as he responded to them. But he's asking for this three-point plan, a border security task force, a 24-7 cybersecurity, and also if uh, you're pulled over and, and uh, referring to illegal aliens, that we can charge you with state uh, felony charges here in this regard. And uh, very concerned as to the infrastructure of the state of Ohio and his county in particular. And uh, he, again, said this is not to alarm you, but it is to arm you, okay, with the information. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll hear some of those questions that the press was asking of this sheriff and uh, responses that he has to it as well. You're listening to Crosstalk from the VCY American Network. Israel. It's only about the size of New Jersey, yet it makes headlines all over the world. Throughout history, many attempts have been made to annihilate the Jews. Threats continue today to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Yet none of these attempts have ever succeeded. In the book, Miracle of Israel, authors Gary Frazier and Jim Fletcher present the shocking, untold story of God's love for His people. The authors take you back to Israel past, focusing on God's promise to Abraham, the entry into the promised land, and the message of the prophets. You'll read of Israel present, with events leading up to and including Israel becoming a nation. And you'll read of Israel's future, the Gog and Magog War, the Great Tribulation, and the Millennial Kingdom. Miracle of Israel is available for a donation of $17 or more when you call one 800 
This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. And again, friends, we're dealing with this issue today. And I've heard from several individuals, uh, thanks to Dalton, who first alerted me to this, but uh, others who have been uh, saying, hey, you, can you get the word out regarding this? You see, the national media has not been picking up on this story by and large. It's not front and center by any means. The local media has, has carried it, carried the press conference, made it available. This is Sheriff Richard Jones of Butler County, Ohio, who, after attending the National Sheriff's Association, just had their winter conference in Washington, D.C., addressed by FBI Director Christopher Wray and others, came back to hold this press conference. So he has laid out his, his three-point action plan at this point and now opening it up for questions. Now, I will take questions at this point. Any questions you got? Yes, sir. Good morning, Sheriff Jones. Yes, sir. It's an honor to be in your presence today. Um, if given the opportunity to talk to the president uh, through your organization, the Sheriff's Association, what are some of the things you would like to talk to him about? The question was, what would I talk to the president about if I had an opportunity to meet with him? I would ask him to please close our borders, help us out. It's not just, they're not staying in these border states where they're coming across. They're coming in. Every state is a border state. Please help us stop the Chinese from bringing this fentanyl through our border and stop all these cyber attacks. They're attacking us all. And all, we have nothing. We don't have any technology to stop it. We're on the defense. The FBI director said for every one person we have in our government, I want to repeat that, every one person we have in our government that deals in cyber, the Chinese have 50, 50 to one. And I don't know what we're doing. I assume we're just on the defense. Please help us. It starts with the border. We've got to have our border secure. And us in the interior of the United States, we need help. We've had people that are dying every day. Everybody in this room, everybody that's listening, has a friend or a family member that's died of fentanyl. Next question. What was the response like from uh, Representative Abrams and Crothers when you talked to them? Uh, they were excited to do everything they can to introduce this legislation and maybe more, and I told them it was of the utmost importance. We need to get on the offense, and if our government's not gonna stop it, we got to do it here in our country. We got in our county. I'm going to ask the Butler County Commissioners. Uh, every department in our county and in Hamilton County, everybody has somebody that does cybersecurity. It's not 24 hours a day. They do it 24 hours a day. They have an incentive. They do it 24 hours a day, and they have hundreds of thousands of people attacking us every day. So I'm going to ask the Butler County Commissioners if they can get some kind of a task force or appoint one person that's in charge of this and we all can get together and share information, how we can stop this. All we're doing is defense. We can't do offense from this level, but we can sure do defense. And it's just, if you throw the dart at the board enough, you'll hit a bullseye and everybody here, everybody's being uh, attacked cyberly and it's not to help you. It's to cause you grief. It's to cause you not to be able to dispatch. And then they want money from you. They want a ransom. We didn't give them a ransom, so they released all of our information. And uh, the FBI, you know what they told us? We don't recommend ransom, but some people do. So, next question. You mentioned that you're going to have some conversations with the Butler County Commissioners, but have you already shared with them what you learned in D.C.? I've shared with one of them what I've learned, and I'm going to meet with a group of them and I'm going to tell them what I've learned, but they already see that by what you're doing here today, and the public's going to see it. We're going to put it out. We want everybody to know what we're doing, and everybody, we all need to be on the same page. We can't just have, uh, I think the state of Ohio has a part-time person, a part-time group, and they meet on occasion. You know how much shared information we get from that? Zero. We should all be on the same information. I'm going to ask the commissioners to form a committee immediately and appoint or hire somebody that's all they do is security cyber security somebody that can do it not somebody that's working in the parking garage and parking cars and they get appointed to that job we want real people we're meeting with experts in the field as we speak and we're trying to share resources and gain more information i'm not going to tell you who they are but i want everybody to know in our country that I'm doing everything that I can. I'm one sheriff of 3,300 sheriffs. 
but I have a very large mouth, and I want everybody to know what I know. I want you to know what the FBI told us just two, three days ago. This is pretty fresh information. And if you don't think that we're under attack, we are. And it's, we train for mass shootings in schools. We train for mass shootings in the malls. But we don't train for multiple shootings or multiple attacks. And the National Guard's not coming to your community to help you unless it's a flood or disaster. And you're on your own for about seven days. And if you remember 9-11, which a lot of you don't, they were on their own. And the police is your last line of defense, police and fire. We're training right now for hazmat. We're the police, and we've been training for hazmat. We have hazmat equipment. We belong to the Hamilton County hazmat team, and we're training for chemicals uh, because we have people that are driving trucks in this community and all over the United States that don't even speak English. They can get driver's license. They can take the test. Uh, I, I don't know if they're here legally or not. So I give you that information. It's a lot to, to fathom what's going on. But I, I, I'm asking that you put this information out to the public. The class that we had were full. It filled up last night. And we could probably do 5,000 people in that training. People want to know what they do when things when your cell phone doesn't work. If you've lost your cell phone in your house, you're almost cute because you can't find your cell phone. Imagine not being able to use your cell phone. And imagine not being able to do dispatch. Uh, no electricity in the winter. I mean, not to scare people. It's not to alarm you. It's to arm you. Sheriff, does the play, the, the analogy of see something, say something to all Americans, especially in the Ohio region, Hamilton County, Young County and the like, see something, say something. Is there a number individuals can call if they see something yes. very unusual? There is, and we're going to give that to you before you leave. There's a number to call, and we uh, had an incident uh, uh, a week ago, and we depend on the public. We put information out all the time. We communicate with the media. You help us get that information out when we're looking for people. When people are murdered and there's mass shootings and we're looking for suspects, we have to determine, can we put that out? Should we put it out? We need to put it out, and we depend on you to put that out. And if you do see something, pay attention to where you're going. Pay attention to what you're doing. Pay attention to who lives next door to you. And people are here to do us harm. And that's not a scare tactic. They are. They come across the border. And they're not coming across and all turning themselves in. These are people that are coming across that cause us havoc. You can't just be poor and walk across the border because you come from a poor country. The drug cartel controls that. They will kill you. Uh, you have to pay either be an indentured servant or your family. They will kill you. And the Mexican government is not our friends. They're not here to help us. They're not in charge anyway. It's the drug cartel. Next question. What are some of the basic fear necessities people need to do to be prepared? Uh, that, that they can't go to your class? What here, I, I'm going to tell you some basic things you need to do to prepare. <clears throat> Just like when the power goes out or there's a tornado, they always tell you to keep enough food and water in supply, and I, this isn't doom and gloom, this is common sense. Uh, you might wanna look at, as far as your phones, if they're working, if you don't have electricity, they have batteries, but they're only good for so long. You might look at solar charging devices. You might look at some foods that you can get that you could just mix up, like when you go camping or survival. We're not to that point, but we need to be prepared, and you need to look at it. And you need to, uh, most people would freak out without their cell phones. And if you can't dispatch the police, um, our towers are down, they're hacking our communication system. I mean, I'm not making that up. And they're trying to hack yours. They don't, they want us to be in chaos. They're trying to hack our elections, local elections. If local elections have issues, they always talk about the national, but they want you to feel it in the heartland. Next question. You mentioned some of the training that your deputies are doing. Is there other additional training that you're looking to implement because of what you've learned? Yes, the, some of the training is the drone technology. We're trying to get that on our own because the government won't give it to us. So we're trying to get the technology there. We're looking at maybe squad training. We train when you, for school shootings, what to do when we get there, or mall shootings. We're going to look at things a little differently when we get there, maybe squad training. 
We're going to ask uh, the government if they can share with us, but they're kind of busy. Uh, they they hire the wrong people. They're not they're not they're, they're just on defense. They've hired like thirty five thousand IRS agents. Well, good for them. Uh, I guess they need more tax money. We need infrastructure help in our country. There's going to be an additional 100 million people in 25 years in the United States, almost a third of our population. We're not building bridges, highways, the, the infrastructure. We're not doing anything on our grids, nothing. So uh, we're doing lots of training, and some of this is not my responsibility. I'm not in charge of the U.S. government. I'm not in charge of the state of Ohio. But these state representatives, uh, we do a lot of uh, things in our government, and we fight over silly things. Uh, we done an in, in, they tried to do an impeachment of this, Mary Orcas, or however you pronounce his name. And there's a lot of important things to do, uh, and nothing happens if they do that anyway. All we do is fight over silly things. We need to get together and get some things done to protect our country, most importantly, for our safety. And Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you went to school and you remember that, water, air, food, safety, right up at the top, in the top pyramid. And we are not abiding by those safety things. We are in defense, not one piece of offense. Our military is on defense. We're absorbing drone attacks. And before we attack back, we call them and tell them, hey, we're going to be there in about a week. You might want to empty your warehouse out. We need help here locally. You do, we do. That concludes the press conference at this time. We'll take any questions or anything anybody needs after it's over. Thank you very much. Sheriff Richard Jones and uh, his press conference last week as it relates to this matter of security. He's with uh, Butler County, Ohio. And uh, again, he's asking uh, help in getting the word out to the public. And uh, again, this is something that uh, we are airing as a public service to you to hear exactly what he said after coming from the sheriff's briefing. I'd like to get your reaction to what you've heard today. We're opening our phone lines right now at 800-733-9829. I mean, he was clearly frustrated that the president of the United States would not meet with the sheriffs. The president will not meet with the police chiefs. More, these red flags are going off just over all over the place. He's asking for a border security task force. He's asking for a 24-7 cybersecurity. Uh, he's asking, you know, for the authority to, uh, if you're pulled over on state, uh, you know, illegally and to have state felony charges in that regard. So uh, and asking certainly to get the word out to the public. So we would like to encourage you, pick up your phone, give us a call or number 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829 for Crosstalk. We'll take a break and then come back for your comments. And and uh, again, he is advising the public, keep enough food, keep enough water, keep enough supplies, have batteries, be prepared. Uh, and uh, and that just the hacking of our communication systems. Uh, very important information from the sheriff. So a quick break. We'll come back to your comments here on Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Well, the world has been forced to face the reality of what we've been talking about for several months and some people for years, and that is that UNRWA, the UN organization in the Gaza, is a terrorist organization. That's what many of us believe, and indeed, we have found their supplementary curriculum to encourage the hatred of the Jews, genocide, jihad. And now we find that there was reportedly right underneath that UN building of UNRWA a big data server for Hamas, and they found weapons. Well, that doesn't come as a shock to us because shortly after the October 7th murder of 1,200 Jews, we reported that some of the terrorists, they were rejoicing about what they did. They were said to be graduates of this UN school where they were taught this ideology. It's time for Americans to understand the United Nations is an organization against Christians and Jews and liberty and freedom.
listening to Crosstalk on VCY America and uh, taking your phone calls here today at 800-733-9829. Merle in Tennessee, you're on the air. Yeah, Jim, two quick things. And one is a bright spot. Evidently, evangelical Christians have been replaced as the number one threat in America. Under Obama, evangelical Christians were the number one threat. Now we must have been replaced by the illegals. And also, during the Obama regime, he talked about disarming the sheriffs because he knew that was a line of defense between the federal government and the people. Thank Thank you, you, Jim. Thank you. Chris in Hayward, Wisconsin. Hey, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, I don't, I'm not convinced we're going to have a free and fair election in November. I yeah. mean, it seems like they're setting us up for another steal, and um, I think we're going to have to really pray about that and get out and vote in record numbers for Trump. And also, uh, as far as Mayorkas is concerned, really quick, I think he's a traitor and a treasonist, and he's allowing dangerous people to come across the border. He won't even answer uh, Ron Johnson's questions, and I think he should be tried to the prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, and I really believe the death penalty should be carried out because he's putting every one of us in danger by allowing uh, a lot of these Hamas and these military-age males to come in. And that's my comment. Thank you, Chris. Bob in Medford, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Hello, Bob. Yeah, hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hi. Um, I just I wanted to make an observation. I, I live in the most conservative county in the state, which is Taylor County, and... I've lived up here a number of years, and in the last three to four years, we have seen a huge influx of, of migrants of one type or another. And after the last election and after they, they figured out that we were the most conservative county in the state. Uh-huh. Oh, we got, okay. Uh, sorry, we got to uh, continue on. Yes, sir. Hi, I believe I'm on the air and um, just helping in a temporary job I had. Things like this, uh, the notion of their having cells or you know warehouses, um, helping the big storage uh, units go up and cleaning up. I realize, the, and just now with the topic, um, then China sells us these big storage units, iron, tin, made in China. That means they would have records of plans and schematics. Interesting where, you know, when I was doing that work, I thought, well, they could hide stuff and store stuff and worse than that. But this morning, actually, on the on a counter, on a counter of it, uh, a reason to keep our lives pure in, in prayer because the peace of the Lord that he gives that the world can't give. Yeah. And uh, that peace is not when we're, we don't, we're not stable with it when we're living in sin because the Lord doesn't. Uh, condone sin. Okay. So Thank you, just encouraging the, the uh, you know, the prayer and the continuing in holiness for peace Thank to you do so what much. we're supposed to do. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Scott in West Virginia. You're on the air. Yeah, unlike the Republicans and Democrats, the Constitution Party understands that our founders intended for the militia to be our peacetime force comprised of ordinary citizens rather than professional soldiers. And they advocate that sheriffs in every county under the leadership of the governor make provisions for the reestablishment of the, a properly trained and equipped volunteer and physically fit citizen militia who are readily available for a call to service to assist the public in any urgent situation. Okay. And we're and I'd, I'd say we're coming up on the probably multiple black swan incidents, so they need to be making provisions. Thank you, Scott. Debbie is next. Zanesville, Ohio. You're on the air. Yes, Jim. I might have missed it, but was there a number to that Richard uh, Sheriff Richard James was going to tell about? Uh, he was going to provide that. He was going to provide that to his local reporters, but it was a number for his local county. Uh, for that regard. So you would want to reach out to your local county sheriff. All right. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. God bless. Mm-hmm. That in Seymour, Indiana, you're on the air. Uh, yes, Jim. I uh, I agree with what everything that he was saying on on that program, but I, I find it curious. Why did he make the comment that he thought it was silly that the representatives in Congress 
were last week trying to impeach uh, Mayorkas. Why would he say that? There must be some reason because he should be. Yeah, I, I, and the only thing I can surmise, Thad, and I'm not defending him because I agree, Mayorkas has, has been horrible, and he, and he referred to that, is that he said uh, something like it's not going to make a difference because the one who's going to be appointed to take his position is going to do the very same, same. thing. Yeah, that's so, the problem. Thanks for the call. CJ in uh, the Panhandle of Florida, you're on the air. Hi, I just got a quick question. How do we go about getting paper ballots throughout the whole United States for the next elections? Yeah, you're going to have to talk to your local election official. Uh, that's another matter. Uh, Gary in, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Wisconsin here. You're on the air. Hi, Jim. I, we had a men's conference, Christian conference, outside of uh, a town north of us, and the pastor is from Texas. And uh, he related to our small group that around his town there have been seen military-age Chinese Mm -hmm. individuals walking, not flying or taking buses, walking through the woods. They've been been pouring across our borders, and, yeah, that's something we've been reporting on. But these guys, you know, I don't know, I can't remember how far... The border is from San Antonio. Okay. Yeah, it's taking place. Thank you, Gary, for your concern. And on the paper ballots, I didn't mean to be short or curt on that, but uh, it's at this point he's talking about this national security threat. Our elections are under uh, attack as well, and and uh, there is n- n- so necessary to have total election reform across this nation, but the elections are run on a state level, and uh, so that's critically important. Holly in Northport, Florida, you're on the air. Oh, yes, I'm calling. I do thank you for your program, and I agree with the um, border border things. At the same time, I felt like years ago they started militarizing our police departments, giving them tanks and everything else, and it could be leading to martial law where they'll be, you know, enforcing martial law. So how do we know the difference? And I'll take it off air. Thank oh, you. Oh, okay. And with only eight seconds left in the program, not, not going to be able to deal with that as such, but uh, but indeed... The sheriffs, these are constitutional offices. Your your county sheriff is concerned. And so this is, is the closest form of government to you as far as giving that protection for your county. And as, as this sheriff is taking action, oh my, maybe we could motivate our sheriffs in counties all across this nation to take action and have them reach out here to Sheriff Richard Jones. Friends, we're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Crosstalk. been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.